The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And once again, we thank you folks for interacting with us. We've been getting a lot of uh, comments from our listeners. People have been filling out the forums on our website. We actually just got a bunch of submissions today from folks who are really interested in what we have to say on the AI Today podcast. And we do listen to you. This is now our fifth year. For those of you who have been listening, over 260 episodes. And it's been going strong. AI continues to go strong. And our job right now is to to really share with our audience the various folks who are doing stuff in the real world with AI, learning some of the hard lessons learned. You know, we we try to share a lot of the realities of what's happening with AI. You know, we don't sugarcoat anything. There's certainly enough news for that. There's a lot of people, you know, harping on the success. And that's great. But we do want to hear from folks who are putting AI into practice. And so we have uh, continuing with some of these interviews that we've been doing with folks who are not only doing AI in the field, but also have been certified CPMAI practitioners and uh, thrilled to be talking to them about some of the sex success they're seeing as part of that. Right. So, you know, as Ron mentioned, we're so excited to have with us today, Karen McCann, who's product manager at Toshiba Global Commercial Solutions. Karen is also CPMAI certified. And so we're so excited to have you today, Karen. So welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'd like to start by having you first introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role. Well, uh, Karen McCann, um, I've got over 15 years of project management experience in the IT field. Uh, Originally from the Washington, D.C. area, relocated down to Research Triangle a number of years ago. And uh, uh, for most of the last six years, I've been affiliated with machine learning projects from a project management perspective. Well, that's fantastic. And I think that that's some really good experience. I know you've actually worked at many organizations so and done many things, even stuff that's not necessarily AI related. And, and people might be interested in that. I know we have uh, some, some other questions, but maybe if you want to elaborate a little bit more, tell us about maybe some of the experience you've had, some of the projects you've worked on, uh, and maybe, maybe, maybe kind of what brought you into AI project management uh, to begin with. Well, projects would include on in the IT side. I've worked for large corporations as well as small companies, government and uh, private. Um, but there's been kind of a, I guess, um, a change over in regards to uh, IT and over the last you know 20 years or so. Uh, more specifically, as AI has emerged from an idea to actual to actual reality over the course of the last 10 plus years, um, I've followed that along. As a matter of fact, prior to that, I've had a kind of a lifelong interest in AI and machine learning, and really happy to now see it blossom into a real field. So once it kind of started coming aboard, and and um, I jumped on board, and been working as I said most of the last six years doing project management in that arena. And in addition to not only uh, professionally, I also avocationally down here in Research Triangle, I started a networking group and it grew to about 1400 interested local people um, who interested in the AI field, either data scientists, PMs, uh, um, various people who are in, on the finance side who are interested in the whole field. But um, it's really, I, I think it's, it's intriguing how this idea that actually grew out of a, a, a 
a group of people from, I think it was the 1950s, kind of ebbed and flowed as a, as a trend in technology has actually now come of age and been uh, very viable in the last uh, in the last 10 plus years as far as uh, work, work applications. And so CPMAI is a great intersection now in helping people get credentialed and to understand more about a discipline methodology re- regarding this uh, field. That's great. I know, yeah, and we've, we've had the pleasure of working with you and interacting with you uh, across some of that history. And we are also in the Washington DC region, which is great. And that's fantastic. So uh, with all that experience, maybe you could talk a little, a little bit in general, like what have you seen as challenges? And our listeners would be probably very interested to hear about this as well, like challenges that you see managing data and AI projects and how, how you've dealt with some of those cha- challenges. Well, it's interesting because in the IT field, there is, has been for years a paradigm of this is how you develop software. But AI and machine learning are totally different. It's a different process. It's a different, it takes different skill sets, all that. So you, you can't just take a, one developer over here, an IT developer, and plug him into a, a data science job. It just doesn't work. Uh, it's much, data science is, of course, much more statistics-based and math-based and, and, and all, in some cases, trial and error-based. And so you need a f- totally different sets of um, background, dynamics, um, and people who are willing to jump in and, and not maybe always get the right answer all the time or get the exact answer. They've got to be willing to do, do the trial and trial and error process. Um, and so that's uh, that's been kind of a, an interesting situation to manage because from a, a corporate perspective or f- uh, from any business that you would be in, you typically from a PM side have deadlines and schedules and budgets and all those types of things. But when it comes to machine learning projects, it's a little more varied and you need to be able to account for trial and error, account for data sets not work, working yesterday, not working tomorrow, but, but just lots of various changes that have to happen. Uh, in that being said, uh, machine learning has one is actually wonderful applications that are existing now, uh, and many more uh, po- possibilities in the future as the field grows. Yeah, you know it's great to hear, especially people in the field doing things that it is different, right? And you need uh, you know methodologies and best practices for how to run AI projects. And I know that you have been CPMAI certified for quite some time now. Yes. So how has CPMAI methodology? helped you better manage and run data and AI projects? And also, how has it helped, uh, you know, talk to different teams, both business teams and technical teams as well? I was in the field working uh, working for a while and realized that I wanted um, to have, I wanted a, a certification. I wanted some education to augment what I was doing professionally. Number one, to uh, make sure that there weren't some ideas and thoughts and things in the education world that I wasn't uh, applying because I didn't know them. So I saw CPMAI as a great marriage of what I was doing professionally and my educational goals. I looked online at the time, I guess it was late uh, late 20, um, let's see, I, I was working, I got my certification, I believe in early 2020. So mid 2019 was looking for options and then uh, looking at op- things that I could do online and found CPMAI as a very cost-effective, yet uh, uh, prof- professionally accurate and uh, wonderful uh, c- scenario regarding fitting into my schedule. The, the, uh, the timing was great, uh, the cost was great, and what, but more importantly, what I was going to learn was gonna be very helpful in tying in with what my professional responsibilities were at that time. 
So I jumped on board, uh, took the various classes, took the, the various tests and, and was able to achieve the certification uh, in early 2020, which I was thrilled. And as a result of participating and getting my CPMAI, I was able to validate that the items that I was working, the activities, the processes and things that I was doing in the workplace were in fact correct. And if I had to tweak one thing or another, I still had that educational base to be able to fall back on, which was wonderful. Um, as far as challenges, Again, you meet, as you're working in a professional environment, be it in the government or in private industry, you've got to make sure that the people who you are supporting understand the differences between what a machine learning project is and what a traditional IT software development project is. And so that communication methodology was made easier by some of the tips and tricks that I learned as part of being the CPMAI courses. Um, also, CPMAI provided me information again regarding a structured process and how to move through uh, a project, how to, what types of skill sets to look for as far as who I would want to uh, staff the project with. And, um, and so it was very helpful as far as um, implementing the next project and things that I would want to watch out for. And of course, when you have those types of, uh, of uh, you have that type of education, it definitely helps you staff the next one more efficiently and run it more efficiently. Yeah, that's definitely what we're finding. It's it's hard to find uh, good talent anywhere at any time, but especially the case in these areas where it's an emerging tech area and there is a lot of complexity. I mean, you, it's very hard to code academy, as we say, your way into this because sim simply learning the tools and technology doesn't give you the insight you need to managing large data sets and dealing with the problems of data quality and knowing how to iterate models and test models in the field and all that sort of good stuff. And I think that that's part of where that comes from. As we, as we all know, CPMI itself emerges from CRISPDM, which has been around for over two decades, and the experience of trying to make CRISPDM work. And of course, Agile methodologies and other things that have taught taught us how to be more iterative in our approaches. So we're kind of all building on the shoulders of giants, as it were, right? Uh, and that's great that you're seeing that experience as well. So, um, so following up a little bit on on that question, you know, how how have you? Let's talk about those skills. You know, you know, how has you know the certification, you know, grown skills for yourself, and in how how is CPMI complementing other certifications you have, and just in general, like where where do you kind of see this fitting into? you know, the tool belt that a modern you know, product and project manager needs to have to be successful? Well, I've held my uh, PMP for a number of years um, and through, of course, uh, through the PMI uh, organization. And uh, that has been wonderful for, for a, a um, broad base of uh, project management activities and, and also the networking that the, the local organization of PMI has. Um, and then on top of the standard, I'll call it the waterfall process, Agile came along a number of years ago. So I obtained an Agile certification through PMI, um, I think it was 2016. And so um, I had both of those working in concert because most software development projects these days are um, managed using Agile. So I married those two together, but still that was the, again, traditional IT. So when you're looking at machine learning projects, then I still I saw a gap in what I knew, what I'd learned, and kind of where I was going with the uh, opportunity that I mentioned to you. Um, and so that's where CPMAI kind of blended right in very well with what I'd learned as a PMP and practice as a PMP and what I'd learned and practice as a PMI ACP, the Agile Overlay. So uh, tying C, uh, CPMAI in with those has worked very, very well for me as far as my uh, prior machine learning role, as well as my current one. 
You know, it's interesting because I know that a lot of people that are CPMAI certified have additional certifications as well. And I think that that is something that's great because people understand methodology, the importance for it, the need for continuing education that, you know, just because you have one certification does not mean or stop you from getting other certifications. So that is something that, you know, we're seeing in the community and it is wonderful because I think that you can build upon those different experiences and you can also build upon, you know, prior knowledge and, you know, what's available out there. So it's nice to hear that that's kind of been your, uh, you know, flow as well, where you got one certification, realized you needed another, and then another. Um, So, you know, I guess what makes it really interesting is, uh, like we said, you know, it is a certification, so it's for the individual as well. And what's nice about that is that multiple people from the organization can get certified, but then also individually, it stays with you. So as you move to different organizations, you're able to transfer that knowledge. And I know that you do have a wide range of both working with public and private sector, and that some of the challenges can be the same and some of them can be different as well. So how, I guess, personally has this certification really helped you flow from those different types of, uh, you know, public versus private sector and grow within your role as well? Wow. Uh, in multiple ways. Um, number one, um, I'll, I'll as I would present my resume, let's just you know, as I would look at various opportunities or people would see my my online LinkedIn profile, they'd understand PMP, then understand PMIACP, but they they'll say, "What's CPMAI?" And that's a wonderful opening. And so I will let me tell you what I've done in the cognitive side. And so even having it on my resume and them asking the question and showing interest has enabled me to show my skill set, show the breadth of what I can do, but also show that I'm leaning more toward innovative technologies, leaning more toward innovative processes and the continual learning aspect of wanting to be on the leading edge. And that's voted bode well for me in interviews, but also professionally, just in general networking uh, and people knowing who I am professionally, um, that um, it's uh, it, it's been a, a good transition there. Also, uh, the CPMAI, again, the, the, what you just said, Kathleen, the, the fact that it's a continuation of, of structured methodology based on some of the, my prior certifications. So again, uh, CPMAI flows right into some of the things that I've already studied and uh, achieved credentials on. And um, I believe that the CPMAI will, in fact, be uh, grow in greater significance as this field continues to expand and have relevance both in the public and private sector. Yeah, that, that is what we're seeing. I mean, mainly because I think we're sort of, in, we talked about this in some of our earlier podcasts, we're seeing like a reality phase, I guess is the best way to put it. For mm-hmm. AI, there's, I mean, everybody's was excited. People get excited about, you know, emerging technology. Hey, we get excited too. It's, you know, you see these great demos and you're like, oh my goodness, look at what's happening with computer vision and recognition systems. Look what's happening with these chatbots and natural language processing. GPT-3, this thing is amazing. Or like you see some of these autonomous systems or, uh, predictive analytics, you're like, it, it, it's very easy to get uh, caught up and excited about the possibilities, right? Uh, but of course, there's lots of challenges in making them work. And, you know, uh, we, you know, it doesn't mean we're like uh, around the corner from a general intelligence anytime soon, artificial general intelligence. So, uh, you know, people always wonder about that. But I'm kind of wondering, just sort of like a little bit of a follow-up. Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, as you've kind of worked through these AI projects yourself, as you've kind of uh, done some of these in the real world, right? People, this is what I think our podcasters might be really interested to hear. Maybe what are some of the 
like the hidden areas, the uh, like the the challenges. We talked about challenges, but what are the areas that you have found yourself? Oh, it's easy to get hung up on some of these problems around AI or data that people might not be expecting. Even folks who are CPMAI certified, as you mentioned, it's, it's a growing certification. We are really starting to see a real uptake as we get into this reality phase of AI. People are doing more real things with it, kind of easing down on the AGI craziness. Uh, but what, maybe maybe from your perspective, what are some of these, these hidden areas that, that either you've seen tend to, to get hung up or you see other people tend to get hung up on? Well, Interesting. Um, as you go into the uh, development of an ML project, um, you need to make sure that the data scientists that you have are not wedded to one methodology. And I'm not talking about CPMAI, I'm talking about specific algorithms, because some of them have certain algorithms that they like over others. And, they, and there are pluses and minuses, but you've got to make sure that the people on your team, either one data scientist or multiple, that they have a broad background maybe educationally, kind of what they've studied, but that you have different perspectives on how to uh, uh, develop your data set and, and move it forward through an ML project. Of course, as, as you all know, it's always all about the data. It's all about the data. And you've got to find the right algorithm that, that works with the data and creates the uh, interpretation of that data in the best way possible to get the results that you want. So one of the things that you've got to do is as you're bringing people onto the team, this is more of a PM thing, is making sure that you've got people not only with the relevant skills, but people who are flexible, people who, you know, you've got uh, potentially data scientists, potentially data engineers, potentially IT people, affiliate who might know the data sets, but maybe aren't on the data side. So blending those skill sets together is really what's important. And the CPMAI brings that out as far as wanting to think about the different roles that you need on your team and being flexible about that and making sure that you're um, managing the team in such a way that each person is able to bring their strength to it so that you really do get the best uh, best algorithm put together. Now, some algorithms are you know cut and dried. Some algorithms you have to piece together. You, you create your own, your own, that you can buy some, but still more, even it's, it's not just the uh, the using the algorithm, it's the interpretation of the data post-algorithm. And when you when you do the training back and forth in various method things to do in machine learning, but the point is, is the development of the team is critical. And also from the PM side, ensuring that that team works well together. But the other thing is, is that you've got to make sure that the people who are managing the effort understand it's not a typical science, uh, IT software development project. It is a machine learning project. And there's different dynamics, potentially different timeframes, but the results could be astronomical if you allow the team to do what they need to do as far as get, get the data to, to talk. You know, we always love interviews. We love real world examples, how you can bring in that experience as well, because our podcast listeners know that we are advocates for doing AI right, including best practices and methodologies like CPMAI, the Cognitive Project Management for AI. So part of the feedback that we've gotten, and again, we encourage all of our listeners to reach out to us. We do love to hear from you. Um, we wanted, you know, people wanted real world examples of how this is being applied and talk to other people that are CPMAI certified and hear how it's helped them in their career and, you know, uh, just help them in general achieve better results and how it can carry with them and continue to enhance other uh, certifications that they have as well. So it's been wonderful and hopefully listeners continue to get an, a better understanding of this. So if they are interested, if you're interested in um, signing up yourself, I encourage you to go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. That's C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com slash CPMAI. And you can learn 
learn all about CPMAI as well as sign up for the certification as well. Uh, but if you've listened to our podcast, you do know that we like to end all of our interviews with one final question. So Karen, I'll be asking you as well. We'd love to hear your insights. No matter how many interviews we have, we always get different responses. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. As a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond? Once organizations get through the hurdles of making sure they've got clean data, making sure they've got the right data as far as their their, uh, ML projects and that type of thing, that I think uh, it will be astonishing what machine learning will be able to do in the future. As systems are built and data sets are are honed and and results are created and the ongoing data, the uh, improvement of the results is what's really enticing in that you're going, that's what machine learning systems do. The good ones is that they just continue to retrain and retrain and retrain so that the system performance gets even better and better. And so I think that over time is going to be beneficial, not only to business results, but also to uh, public and private um, institutions so that AI is almost, I'll say it's limitless as far as its opportunities and possibilities. It's been a a passion of mine for many years. And so I've been thrilled to be able to work in it. And thank you for interviewing me today. Well, thank you so much. We've really, really learned a lot. Uh, Stay engaged. We love talking to you, Karen. We love working with you. We love hearing where where you end up. Uh, We've been following your career. We're glad that CPMAI has stuck with you and adding value to all those employers who are working with you as well. So we're really thrilled. Uh, to have you do that. And I think, honestly, our podcast, you know, kept us very efficient and uh, you provide a lot of great insights. So I just wanted to thank you so much for your thoughts and your insights and sharing that with our AI Today podcast community. Certainly welcome. Good to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much, Karen. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We love to hear from our listeners. So as I mentioned, you can reach out to us. We're fairly accessible. You can go to our website. Uh, You can reach out to us on LinkedIn as well. And also make sure to subscribe to our podcast, to AI Today. We have a number of, uh, you know, podcasts that are coming up that we're really excited about, including revisiting some of the AI failures series. We also have some additional podcast interviews, especially with more CPMAI certified individuals. So you can get a, you know, real holistic understanding of how it's helping many individuals. So please do make sure to subscribe to AI today. And with that, we'll post any concepts and articles discussed in the show notes and as well as additional links for CPMAI so you can get signed up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.